Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We had beautiful walk-off home runs. We had conspiracy theories and some other stuff. Talk baseball. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented by DraftKings. Thank you very much for joining us today to recap the week that was in Major League Baseball. As soon as this song ends, I'll tell you who we are. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake in California. We got Trev and in the corner, big baby David. Nobody puts baby in a corner. I carried the watermelon. This episode is brought to you by uh, some new patrons, Nathan Sheets. Phil Tama, Dr. Ben Brufflat, Chris Plazis, JJ Mark Catapana, Alex Marquez, and Gary Seven. That's a hilarious name. RIP to Gary Six. Gary Seven? Great movie. Great movie, yeah. That was Trevor that just spoke. Trev, how you doing? I'm fired up. You guys let me go get a cup of Joe before we started. I needed it. And now look at me. I'm fired the F up. I shared some stories uh, from my Wednesday night with you guys. Maybe oh. I'll get into them during the pod. Maybe I won't. I'm not really sure yet. But a lot of good baseball. I'm excited to talk. Jake looks kind of sexy today. I told him he looks like Lance McCullers Jr. And I kind of think he's hot. So, Jake, how are you doing? Wow. Trev, a uh, lot going on there. Thank you. Uh, yeah, doing some back alley at bats today. Little ad that went up on the channel this week. JM Baseball got a great response. Love that. Uh, yeah, this is my player coach outfit. Are you playing in that outfit as well? Yes. Um, you look like you have a rat tail. You know, like the people that have the I rat wish. tail on the back? I got a haircut yesterday. I told them, can you put in a rat tail? And they said, <laughs> I said you gotta stop talking said, to you us. You got to grow that shit from birth. This isn't a haircutery. Yeah. Are, you think this that's ever going to come back? The rat tail? Like, that was deli. a thing. Trev. Never left. The rat tail never came. It never left. It just exists in a weird section of society. Man. Families that drink Mountain Dew instead Fuck. of coffee. They give their kids rat tails. Sometimes. Uh, I read that in a sociology book. Yeah. Sometimes we call our uh, dog Noodle. We call him Big Baby Noodle sometimes. Stealing. BBD in our sex life. So I'm doing well, man. Why is the dog in the the sex life? (laughs) What? That Houston-Boston game last night is crazy. Pistol Pete Alonzo rallying up the PA. Baseball's hot in the streets. There's not much else you can say about it. And stay tuned. Might get some Tolkien baseball later. Not not fucking might. You're going to get it. Oh, wow. Don't double charge me for that. I heard a rumor it's the best one yet. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I didn't hear that rumor. Yeah, I heard maybe. it's the best scene, arguably, in the films, but I'm a books guy. Jake is, yeah. Spark notes of the books. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. Anything else to talk about before we get into this? I have tendonitis of the elbow, Trev. So, mm. have you ever had that? Um, Shoulder. I don't think I've had... No, mm, elbow. elbow oh, you've had the shoulder. Okay. Yeah, I've had shoulder, yeah. Yes, you just don't throw hard. 
Yeah, or just proper mechanics. Whatever, either one is fine. Well, ten, ten you got a big I, game today. Do you know who diagnosed me? What's it called when you have a bruise, but there's like a medical term for it? Contusion. They, a contusion. I think contusion and tendonitis are two sophisticated words for just being like, it, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's I'm, Dr. Jake's story, really. Dallas Brayden diagnosed me. He said I'm fine. So just loosen up. God, he's sneaky jacked. I mean, he takes his shirt off. Looks great. Every time. I, I'm surprised every single time I see it's it. A great so shout body. Out yeah. Cool. All right. Oh! Thumbo! I really want that back. If it, if it comes my way, I'm going to grab it. For everyone not just watching, I dropped the ball that I was holding in my hand. Jake's holding a ball in his hand. Y'all ready for this? Makes me incredibly filled with jealousy hey. that you have a ball in your hand and I dropped mine. I mean, you should have seen it the other day as, as a little kid. I was a dog strapped to a chair. Trev's got a ball in his hand. Fuck this. Boom is something tall and strong. That's how close the ball was? Yeah, it was really close. <laughs> Let's talk some baseball, baby. Way too much energy going on right now. Way, Way too a lot much. of sex in here recently. It's uh, someone someone commented. <laughs> what what did you say? In the what studio? someone comment? Someone commented after we posted the back alley at bats. Like yeah. that's why there's been so much testosterone on the podcast mm. lately. And it's a it's a game day today. So Normally maybe that's maybe juices day. are flowing. I'm juicing. Yeah, we did buy. BBD did buy. Um, Spectacular. Spider tack. So we might be. Jake and I were going to buy it a couple, like a month ago, but we said that we'd get so messy. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be an image for our Patreon, so it's probably me just like stuck to objects. Didn't they say like the only way to get it off is like to use something as gasoline? Something crazy was like how they get it off their fingers. It was not soap and water. So I'm really hesitant to Good. actually use that stuff. All right. Read the directions. I have the NL recap. Trev, did you pay attention to the National League at all? Of course I did. Okay. Oh. Well, I guess you can turn your ears off then. None of this matters. Jake, did you pay attention? I saw some stuff. Oh, well, listen games. up. I'll tell you what happened. Don't even worry about it. I got you. Okay. You ready? I think so. The Cubs took two of three from the Padres. I think the Padres haven't won a series in two series now. Maybe more. I don't know. Both offenses struggled. The Cubs starting pitching and relief pitching was just good enough. 3-2-1 ERA from the starters, three from the relievers. That's not great from a reliever in a three-game set, but we'll take it because the Padres were worth on both ends. Rizzo, the only player on either team to record four hits. Sergio Alcantara hits his first home run in the eighth inning of game three. Baez sat the whole series with a sore thumb, and Grisham is set to start his rehab assignment. Padres, come on, guys, start winning, because the Dodgers swept the Pirates, who stink. Very bad team. Dodgers hit really well. Dodgers pitched even better. Pirates starters had a six ERA. Bad Turner had two home runs in game two. Reynolds had two home runs. Trade, maybe. And Roberts says an early July return is a fair timeline for Seager. How about that? The Phillies took two of three from the Braves, and this series gave everybody a lot to chew on. 
Phillies hit. Phillies won with two walk-offs. The first one coming from Luke Williams, who was on the Team USA team, and then got pulled to be on the Phillies. Hits a walk-off home run, first career home run. Did you give an award? A breakdown. Did you give him an award? Or did Trev give? Trev gave him the Tolkien Award last last episode, I believe. You did. You forget your own Tolkien Awards? Segura walk-off two-run single in Game 3. Whaler was fantastic, and Gregorius starts a rehab assignment, so the Phillies take two of three from the Braves. The Marlins took two of three from the Rockies. Don't fully care about this, but the Marlins starting pitchers fish with arms. They pitch really well. The Rockies starting pitchers pitched terrible. Mm. Jesus. Lopez Gomer, Gomer, fuck that name, and Rogers. Story's going to return in three days. He went one for three with a single walkout and strikeout. Oh, we returned in game three. I had my dyslexia kick in. Koopaloop placed on the 10 IL for the Marlins. Bummer. The Brew Crew takes two of three from the Reds. Reds thought they were getting hot, storming up the division. Brewer said, no, you're good. Just chill out. Hauser versus Gray in game one, and the Brewers take it. Peralta versus Castillo in game three, and the Brewers take it. Brewers starters didn't pitch that well, but the relievers went crazy. Adamas had six hits. Vogelback, our dude. Two homers. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Shaw placed on 10-day IL with dislocated left shoulder. Wong is expected to be back before end of June. And shout out to Jake's chain, because he has a chain now. Shout out to Fayo, who gave Jake the chain. Shout out to Wong for telling Jake to get a chain. Uh, Gray exits game one with a groin injury, and he's going to miss two starts. For the Reds, and that's a bummer. And that's all. A lot of interleague, so not too many uh, national versus national series this week. Mm. So, like, I don't even know if we should do standings because there's so many interleague games that if we start doing the AL and NL just, like, Mm. standings, we haven't talked about a lot of the series. Conundrum. What do you guys think about that? I'll go. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll go. Yeah. Uh, Usually we talk about the state of the division. Yeah, no, let's talk for... about the series a little bit. I, I think the one that jumps out, and it's the first series you discussed, James, Cubs, Pods. I uh, I did my late night. We were recording Talking Yanks, so got an Uber about 2.15 a.m. Nice guy. Honda Accord invited him up. Um, and I did my Does Anyone Want to Talk late night and got a lot of Padres fans in there because, you know, West Coast. It's not as late as the East Coast. A little math pod for you. Uh, man, the Cubbies, who we've been tasting a little bit, hey, they win a nice little series at San Diego. And the Padres fans are were doing a little, you know, should we be worried? What's going on with the Padres? And I'm like, if you're a Padres fan, I'd be asking you. I can't watch all these games. But, uh, you know, I, I know it does stand up. Those final two games, you only put one run on the scoreboard uh, versus Davies and Arietta, And, yeah, that's not going to be enough. So, go Cubs, go. Sorry, fathers. Sorry, fathers. They haven't won a series in three series. They got swept by the Cubs, then split with the Mets, then they lost two out of three to the Cubs. So, Padres on a little bit of a slide. I don't think they should be too worried at all. But they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10, 10-10 ten ten in their last 20. Cubs at the top of the division. Everyone thinks they're going to sell Bryant. They're going to sell Baez. What are they going to do? Compete for the rest of the year. Yeah, I sure as hell hope so. You can't be trading people when you're freaking at the top of the division. Can they, they are in a bind. Do they're they, a pickle, man. 
I don't know the ins and outs of the lineups and the bullpen and all of that every day, but do the Cubs have pieces they can trade while still, like, as part of going all in that may have value somewhere else that aren't getting a lot of run on the Cubs? Because they have so many people that are free agents. Are any of them somewhat like another team like, hey, you don't really use this guy, but we think we could? I don't know. I guess that's a question I should have researched. I mean, not really. Okay. They oh. need they they need a starter. They had one, a really good one, who they beat this series. That was pretty yeah. cool. Let's see. Cubbies, what do they got coming up? Like is so guarded Ooh. playing really well for them every single day. He's they, not he's not playing well at all. They're uh man, so they host the cards for three. They go to Los Mets for four, host the Marlins. Two gamer with Cleveland and four with the Dodgers and then the Brewers. So they're no no walkover games for the Cubbies. I the bottom would have to fall out. Otherwise you can't trade any of those guys. And I think Is Duffy hurt still? Duffman. Is he doing anything? They just they have don't so really many need trade. anything except for a starting pitching, which every single team needs. Yeah. So I don't even know what they're looking to go out and get. I think the biggest thing for them is we could just keep all our guys, or we don't keep all our guys. Yeah, my, like that's my, the decision they're making. I was just sometimes two teams that are contending swap pieces sure. for the active roster. So I was just wondering if they have any of those guys. But I, Jake Marisnik, like he's been playing really well, and he kind of always seems to be on the move. And well, you got to bring that of, name up when Jake's having on. a great day. Come on, former Houston Astro doesn't represent the Jakes well. Sure, he does. I love that guy. He might end up on the Yankees because they need a defensive center fielder who hits right-handed. So, preparing myself um, for that. Do you cash in on Patrick Wisdom's streak and just say, hey, like, look at this guy. Look at our shiny new thing we got. When you do run you into it? a Trevor Plouffe, you keep him. That's the one thing I've learned in this world. God, he doesn't look like me. No. Getting the shit out of the ball, though. I like that. I do like that. Uh, what else do we got here? Dodgers sweep the Pirates, and Obviously. that's obvious. Call up Cole Tucker. Uh, Pirates, if you want to be good at anything, Cole Tucker repping the John Boy Media shirt on Vanessa Hudgens' story. Whoops. Sorry. Yeah, he texted me yesterday to ask how I was doing, and I said, great. It's a nice usually guy. Someone, usually people have like something they want when they text oh. you that. He doesn't. He just wants to see how I'm doing, and that makes me very happy. He's stoked about his Phoenix Suns doing big things, so that's good. I guess the other series that, well, Brewers-Reds is, is kind of good baseball. Braves-Phillies. Uh, yes. Phillies end up sneaking up two out of three, winning that last game in 10. Uh, that was a wild one. I know Braves fans were, were losing their crap You're on the wild. internet. Was that was it, a fun series. They went up. BBD, correct me if I'm wrong, but they went up three. The Braves went up 3-1 in the 10th, and then and then – the Phillies, Gene Segura following Alec Bohm, mm-hmm. couple Phillies infielders, uh, made for a nice, nice little end of game there. So fighting Phils. I'm excited to watch them this weekend. They're playing the Yanks. Um NLE Slogfest. Oh yeah. Well Jim, I did not give my award to Luke Williams, although he was part of it. I gave it to Team USA for making the Olympics. Okay. That conversation about him came up. During your award segment, that's I was just. Hazing. It was. I think it was on our Chris Rose IG live. I think that's what you're referring to. If you watch that, we do that every morning, eight thirty Pacific, eleven thirty Eastern. 
Um, for the Braves, another young pitcher coming up, pitching well for them in uh, yeah. Tucker Davidson. Where's he from? He's got to be from Texas, right? Tucker Davidson. Peter Moylan was all over that on Farm to Fame. They posted the clip today. Midland, Texas. Sometimes it's that easy. You're not going to be from Maine and be called Tucker Davidson. Uh, See, I could see Maine in the running. I think you should have went, like, more East Coast. Isolated enough, you can throw a Tucker Davidson. No, the South has a lot of people who name their sons the same as they name their dogs. Like, Tucker, you name your dog Tucker. Mm. You name your son Tucker. You're proud of them both. Dog Jake. Yeah. Tucker Davidson. Two, two last names. Tucker Davidson. <laughs> His Twitter handle is Tuck Tuck. <laughs> so we like that. And that's obvious. Oh, also, such a Southern thing. His middle name's Tucker. He goes by his middle name, Joseph Tucker Davidson. Oh, that's such a funny ah, see, there's the reveal. Yeah. There's the that reveal. That makes uh, all more sense. Uh, you know what? I, I, was, I know we're not doing full standing stuff, and Trev's still confused by that. But. <laughs> I was going to say NL East slog, and you know it's really not. Uh, The Phillies and the Braves are neck and neck. Why are you talking about standings right now? Why shouldn't we talk about standings right now? Because we said we're going to wait till after the interleague to talk about it. He is right. There he is. back, baby. back. Back in the New York groove. Oh, Kate Cunningham are, in the Braves chat. Braves have a 20th best record in the big in the big leagues right now. What's Baca, that? Luca, we have three people uh, with Jake Dogs live in the chat. Oh. Well, I didn't know that Jake was act like for real a common dog name because yeah. you you always made those jokes. I've said this before, but wasn't a joke. I know. I thought you were yeah. just joking, and then I googled like most common male dog names, and yeah, that's weird to me. I had never. Like, yeah. why is Jake such a common dog I knew name? a few Jakes growing up. It's weird. Anyway, Molly and Maggie were the top female dog names forever. Abe in the chat, that bets throw, that bets play was pretty nasty. Um, yes. When when he shows it, <laughs> when he shows off some of his tools in the tool bag, that's that's always a special moment. Uh, Rockies, Marlins, sorry guys. I made a reference to that for that play. You know. When you watch like the X Games and they're skateboarding or BMX and they're like, they do a trick and you're like, oh, that's not that cool. But then the announcer's like, oh my gosh, that's so technical of a trick. It's so hard to do. Mm. And like, you're like, oh, it doesn't look that hard, but I guess you're telling me right. it's hard. So I'm going to agree with you. It's kind of like that play. It, it looked hard, but it's much harder than it looked, you know, going there. Glove size, shoestring catch coming in on the ball, planting, spinning, throwing an accurate throw home. Like, that is one of the more technical plays an outfielder can make. So as much love as it, as it has been getting, it should probably get more. Like Mookie, we haven't even talked about Mookie at all this year. Um, like he's just, we really haven't. It's not like he's having a bad freaking year. He's having a really good year. The number one quote from the baseball season so far involves Mookie bets. What is it? Oh, A-Rod, do we have that soundbite anywhere? Just constantly playing in my head. I, gotta, well, I haven't, well, I haven't heard A-Rod's. that. I haven't heard that in a while. I tweeted. Let me see. If Bring I it up. Bring it up. Uh, um, Trev, I love that comparison, big guy. Um, Thank you. You know, you always see they do the slow mo replay of the half pipe, and they're like, "And look at the grab right there!" And you're like, "Well, he did a 1280." I'm kind of more impressed by that than the heel grab. But if you're telling me that's the tough part, then I'm all in. This is. It's going to be so hard for me to find that video because I believe. The content of the video was so good right. that I did not caption the tweet because okay. I couldn't perfect it. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. 
Just how do you how do you caption that A Rod tweet? So I don't even know what you're talking about. The poppy one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You know it. You know because it's amazing. Mookie Betts. Rockies Marlins. I said um, Poppy. Can he play baseball? I said, Can he play baseball? That's it. <laughs> you did it. That's so funny. Man. Did you find it? I think it's come. I'm airdropping it to you. Before the quote on my desktop. For the quote of the year. There it is. Brewers Reds. Brewers take two out of three. They stay hot in the streets, man. Holy smokes. Slick Willie Adamas is doing it for him. Also, I know these you guys might think I'm just a total sellout, and I'm willing to be. Willie Adamas, Chris Rose rotation episode. Another fantastic ep. And he's got some of the worst home splits from the trop ever. And he talks about he says, I couldn't see the ball there. Yeah, he said that when that. when we had oh him on my when God. we had him on Instagram live, he was like, was, "What do we say? Like you gonna miss the trot? Like joking?" And he was like, "I couldn't hit there." <laughs> like he was resigned to his fate as like I just can't hit at the trot, he which said, is I wonder how many other. He talks about telling like his other you know MLB guys he knows from the Dominican Republic and stuff like that, and they'd be like, "I said, Poppy, can he play baseball?" He said, "Man, can he play baseball?" His name is Mookie Betts. I said, Poppy, can he play baseball? He said, man, can he play baseball? That is amazing. So oh just, and this, this obviously factors in a couple Brew Crew game now where Willie Adamas has been raking. Career at home, so mostly the trop, he's a 630 OPS, 219 batting average. On the road, 169 games, BBD, very nice. 297, 868 OPS. Let's go. Like that's, that's an all-star shortstop. Yeah, because he can pick it. He's got a sweet swing. I kept telling you guys, this so, guy's gonna do something big. He never did. But are the Brewers really smart? Then did they like? They could wh- be. Maybe. Why? Okay. If you're really a Domus agent, right? I don't know the legalities of agenting. Sure. But it seems like you have a lot of little birdies. You know, say like, hey, Adamus can't see the ball at home. Yeah. Look at his road numbers. He could be doing that for you. You want to trade for him? Maybe that's what happened. And his, his personality's off the chart, too. The episode's great. But, yeah, I mean, right now he's an eight-and-a-half war career shortstop at age 25 that the crew just went out and got. Uh, so that's a classic brew crew move. Keep raking, Willie. Keep raking, Willie. The Reds, Sonny Gray gets hurt. You going to talk about the Reds at all? Do we need to say anything about the Reds, the Rockies, or the Marlins? Not really. Jesse Jazz Chisholm's homer yesterday. Did see that? I did not. Bomb, nice bat drop. I gotta say this about bat flips, drops. Okay. I gotta tell people it's not about how high you throw the bat. It's just about the overall look. There's a feel to it. Like you know, don't don't be so concerned about how high you throw it. You know, there's other things that make it good. You know, the way you do it, uh, where you're looking, how far the freaking ball goes. Don't get caught up. I see a lot of like high school and college kids throwing the shit out of the bat way too high. It's dangerous and doesn't even look as cool as like what Jazz Chisholm did. I agree. His I don't, like, a nice I don't like the high ones. I like the get off me yeah. ones. Drop. Yeah. When they kind of That's what Jazz did last they night. kind of swing and they're like, ah, done with you. Playing the dangerous yeah. card is a little soft, but I do believe it no, is. Oh, what do you mean? I think it's it is the straight drop is cooler than tossing it up. It is dangerous. I mean it is, but like you can see the bat also. People I have like eyes. That's a John Boy excuse. They don't have eyes. Tim Anderson throwing the bat 
backwards towards the dugout change things. I really enjoy that. Now, Big Poppy has done that too. I can't. I guess I can't give Tim Anderson all the credit for that because Poppy did it in the Trop, I believe. Do you guys so remember that? Well, that's Troppy. Tim Anderson's thing, and he's good at it, and I like it. Yeah, I like that. So that's a new... Mm. Yeah. You guys want to talk about Ranger Suarez at all? Ranger? Ranger Suarez. I'm good. I like him. A lot, actually. Little pat on the back. Perfect uh, season so far. Trevor Reading zero in runs. Trevor Rogers keeps doing it. Thirteen starts, two oh two ERA. He might be yeah. in Colorado this year, and I took a flyer on him as my breakout guy. Also Rowdy Telez, who's playing terrible. So that's the great game, people. That's the great game, people. Let's go to the American League. Jake, Let's you're up. I am up. Trev, you're up. Mm. Batting second in the lineup. It's me. The Yankees go into Minnesota. Big series for the Twins. No, it's not. They lost two out of three. Yankees embarrassed them the first two games. 8-4 Yanks, 9-6 Yanks. 7-5 Twins on a beautiful bottom of the ninth against Chapman. Both offenses hit really well. Yankee starters with the 4-11 ERA and the relief pitchers did not get it done. Doesn't matter though because the twin starters were horrible and the relievers were not good either. Uh, we talked about that was Donaldson and Cruz with the homers off Chapman to walk off game three. Stanton went bananas. Three homers, two in game two, and Andujar, two homers. Now Stanton's not even going to play against the Phillies, right? Not even going to freaking play. He needs to, he needs to rest. That was too many homers for him. Donaldson, after the presser, about Cole, and 0 for 3 with two Ks. But you know what? doesn't matter because he redeemed himself against Chapman. Yankees take 2 or 3, though. The Twins are dead. We declared them dead. They're still dead. I'll be in Minnesota next week. Awesome. Moving on. The Astros go up into Boston. They take two out of three. They won the first two games, 7-1, 8-3, until the Red Sox came and won 12-8 in the last game. Valdez versus Perez, our boy Framber. Odorizzi versus Ovaldi. Rodriguez versus Grinke. The Astros hit the crap out of the ball. Slash 339, 419, 607. Red Sox did not. Uh, starting pitchers for the Astros pitched to a 4-7 ERA. I don't know what that means. Red Sox starting pitchers were abysmal. 12-4-1 ERA. The Astros can just bang, man. They went up and did it up in Fenway. Altuve had two homers. Bregman and Gurriel, six hits apiece. Framber, I talked about him earlier. Seven and a third innings pitched. One earned run in game one. Jason Castro will start his rehab assignment on Friday. The rich get richer. Really like the Astros right now. Moving on to Detroit. The Tigers doing it against the Mariners. They take two out of three at home. They win the first game five to three. That was Boyd versus Gonzalez. Lost the second one in extras to the Mariners nine to six before winning the rubber match eight to three. The Tigers hit 276, 333, 533 with six homers. The Mariners did not hit because they kind of stink. Tigers starting pitches were good. Mariners starting pitchers were bad. Grossman and Rogers had two homers apiece. And Mitch Hanniger, our guy, two homers in the game three loss. Tigers take two out of three. This is one of the better series of the week. Blue Jays up in Chicago facing the White Sox. The White Sox take two out of three. 6-1 White Sox in game one. That was Rodon versus Ray. The two R's. Blue Jays take game two, 6-2 before losing the rubber match, 5-2 to the White Sox. Both offenses struggled, and guess what? Because of that, both starting pitchers 
uh, starting pitchers groups did well. That was tough for me. Lance Lynn, Woo! seven innings pitched, one earned run in game two before the bullpen blows it. Randall, who has has been having the craziest year of any hitter in MLB history, hits his 10th home run of the season and draws four walks. 135 OPS plus on the season despite a 160 batting average. That shit is crazy. This is a tough one for us. We pumped up Madrigal, got him hitting extra base hits. He was going gangbusters. Now he's on the 60-day IL with a big-time right hamstring tear. So positive vibes for that guy. Uh, you were doing some really good things. And uh, Kevin Biggio could return this week weekend for the Blue Jays. White Sox take two out of three. In the last series in the AL recap, the Royals go into Anaheim. And the Angels swept the shit out of them. They've been playing some good ball. 8-3 Angels, 8-1 Angels, 6-1 Angels. The Angels hit the ball. The Royals did not. The Angels pitched well. The Royals did not. Stassi, seven hits, two homers, four extra base hits, and five RBIs. He's kind of taken over that starting job for a catcher for the Angels. Otani, who I did a sequence on this at bat, hits a 470-foot home run. He said he got it off the end of the bat. That's a true story. Trout will be back soon. The Angels almost back to 500, baby. They get the sweep, and that is it for the AL. I was watching. I, mean, I have the game. Yeah, if you didn't say that last sentence, you would have been <laughs> gangbusters. I was watching the music as it was getting to the end, and I was re- looking at the notes you were reading as they were getting to the end, and I was like, "We have something brewing here." So that Flip was the channel. That was fun for me. Uh, great job, Trev. And that was brought to you by Spark Catch. Jake, show them the ball all day. I love Spark Catch. Spark Catch Baseball is the same weight, size, and genuine leather as an MLB baseball, but it's the world's first LED baseball with many patented designs. People it probably in thought the I was just holding a regular baseball. Yeah, and if we were to turn all the lights off, and then you were to turn that on, it glows in the dark. Glows. Impact tested up to 86 miles per hour, so mm-hmm. all of us can use it because well, none of us can throw harder than that. Depends even on the Trevor day on me. the best day of his life. Depends on the day. Um... MLB, they liked it. They said on TikTok, you guys are onto some here. And Leo Rojas, he likes it too. Uh, so to get your spark catch let up baseball, perfect summer time activity. Throw a ball on the beach at night. Go practice at night. Mm-hmm. Man, it's, it'd be a lot of fun. We've thrown it, it be, in nighttime. Might be a nice cross point of fun in baseball. That's yeah. what we try to do here. You know, it's dark out. You got to pump a couple heaters, get that 77-mile-per-hour fastball up to 79. Yeah. Spark catch. They got four colors. Ruthless red. Ice mm. blue. Neon green. And ultraviolet mm. purple. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get the Spark Catch Light at Baseball at Amazon. You just got to search Spark Catch. Go to the Amazon store and product page. Spark Catch. It I brought, I brought a Spark a Catch camping, and oh, yeah. uh, it was the hit of the weekend. Playing catch at nighttime after having a few uh, few beers. It's a big freaking hit. And like you said, Jim, it just feels like a regular baseball when you throw it, which is yeah. the coolest thing to me. Yeah. Love those That's edible cool. beers. Um, um, can we have, if you have Trev's isolated audio... Uh, when you get, when when you edit the episode, if you can, because the music was playing in the background, if you can get his isolated audio mm-hmm. for the up up second, it's me. Yeah, I'd like the it's me as a drop. Yeah, it's like Mario. It's a me, it's a Mario. Mario. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. It's yeah. cute. It's made us laugh. 
Someone quoted you in the tra- chat, Trev, when uh, you said, I'm Jake Storielli. I'm a weasel. That's yeah. a funny quote. The fans remember yeah. that quote. <laughs> That's a great quote. But it's, it <laughs> it's is, an all-timer. It is really funny. An all-timer. Yeah. Maybe shirts. Uh, Ast- <laughs> Astros Red Sox. I know a lot of people got a taste of that last night. That was a crazy game. A, lot, a bunch of cheap homers. Uh you know, I even stirred the pot a little bit, and I think what people don't under I just laugh because there's, you know, a bunch of Red Sox fans that'll call Yankees Stadium a Mickey Mouse Stadium for a short porch, and it's like, you have a pesky pole, you have a giant monster of a wall in left field. Um, that being said, I like Fenway. I like that it's quirky and fun. Um, but, yeah, there was a couple cheapies yesterday that went against the Sox, but they persevered. They put a 12 spot on the board, and the the infield fly call uh, was controversial of sorts. Uh, I didn't mind it. Ev- every inning was chaos. There was a double play by the Red Sox uh, later in that game without a Vino on the mound that Houston thought it was a foul ball, so they just started tagging guys and got two outs. A good chaotic fest at Fenway. Trev, I also thought the in- infield fly call was a fine call. He was camped, just sitting there. Camped, sitting there, yeah. Ball. Yeah, I... What was the verbiage? The we read up, we looked at the rule for infield fly. So Correa, he does like the wave off. I got it, which the ump says, okay, you camped uh, infield fly. It was in the outfield, so that's I think a lot of people get confused about right. that because the name is infield fly, but the right. rule mentions nothing about the infield. Yeah, right. the rule just says if a player, an infielder, I think infielder. Not an outfielder. If an infielder is catching a pop-up with ordinary effort. Ordinary effort. Yeah. A nice little a little twinge of gray that the baseball gods put in there. But, yeah, I mean, it kind of worked out for Boston either way. Like, the runners moved up. So, I don't know. It's Correa should squeeze that ball, and it should be a non-conversation. But this was the time he did it, and it's, uh, it's one of those. If they called it infielder fly, I don't think people would – Complain as much Which is what the rule actually is It doesn't have to be in the infield It just has to be an infielder Making a routine catch Tony Clark Make note of that for the CBA We are changing the name of the rule To infielder fly Do you? I think there'd be less controversy there I like that Uh, And John I I forget if I think this is you going back Before we got in the content game even I, I forget if your dad was I think you said one time your dad was with international customers at a baseball game and was, like, explaining stuff. And, I mean, infield fly and, like, what happened at that moment. That's a doozy. That's a doozy to say, well. Baseball is very hard to break into as a casual fan because of all those rules. But once you do, you are, you know, like, you know, the the Michael Scott quote I, I love inside jokes i love to be a part of them someday yeah. like if you just can watch that infield flying live time and know exactly what the ump called and like if you have if someone turns why it's a someone, discussion yeah why it's a discussion like baseball's a secret club almost because mm. it's so nuanced and weird it's weird there's no other game like it it's weird uh, cricket maybe But even cricket's simpler than baseball And Boston was happy to get that one Because they were getting beat up by the Strohs I think coming into that game They'd lost 5 of 6 to Houston um, Framber dropping it on the table again And fellow Jake Odo with the start in that series But I mean Houston rakes man My goodness They're good Angel- Yuli Gurriel who doesn't get mentioned with 
anybody on that team for being a good hitter. He's leading the league in batting average right now. What it, What was the stat that Yuli? <laughs> the bases loaded. He's the best hitter with the bases loaded in MLB yeah. history. MLB history, yeah. Yeah, with That's... 50 at-bats or something like that. Yeah. Man. Um... The Yankees take two out of three from the Twins in a two teams that were supposed to be good but are bad series. Um, I was happy with the Yankees. I mean, from where we were, they were so bad, so whatever. But they're dead, and the Twins are dead. And how many? Are un- you still saying the Yankees are dead? Or you 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 can't change that, Yanks right? I can't change. I had made the rule. Yanks aren't dead. Jake, where do you stand with that? Yanks aren't dead. It's a long season. You know, everything we I don't did. think the Yankees are dead either. Yeah, I don't either, but I made the rule. He made the rule, I mean, so he I has can't, to well, abide yeah, by it. By it. You can't say that you don't it. believe it either. You have to say you believe it. That's that's part yeah. of the rule. No. I usually say I reserve the right to change my mind. On This time I didn't. I said if the Tigers sweep you, you're dead, so I can't. I have to. It's like umpiring. It's like, well, I disagree with the rule, but I have to enforce it. The rule is called on the field, so yeah. it can't change it. What team should we declare dead today? Tigers, they've been dead. Mariners have been declared dead. dead. Astros have. we got a lot of time, guys. It's, Astros we're, are Tigers We're like dead. 60 games in. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. The, the Angels are still dead. They never were awake. Yeah. They're still dead. They've been playing really good ball. We talked about it this morning with Chris Rose on the IG Live. I think they've won 11 of 16, a couple games below 500. Aren't they the Angels the same record as the Yankees now? No. They've been hitting the crap. No, they're People still are tweeting at us that they're both in third place now. Uh, the Angels are tied for third place with the Mariners at 30 and 32. Oh, that's what it was then. They were the Yankee, same. Both, yes. They're both third place six games back. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Good for the Angels. It's, I, 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 the Angels, what's been going on is they they can hit. Like, they have stars on that side of the ball. You know, Rendon has been a shell of himself. But Walsh has been good. Otani's been good. Trout, when he's on the field, is amazing, obviously. Upton's been really good. So when you have an offense that can do it, and I'm, I had the stats up. Where are they at? Had them. They're, they're, you know, in the top half of the league in, in OPS+. Plus. They're actually right at 100, and league average is 97 right now. So, like, they're, they're getting going. And then if you line up some good pitching, you're going to win some games. Uh, their pitching just isn't going to be there all year. Like they have to be lined up on both sides of the ball to win, and that just doesn't happen. So I know Nate's probably in the chat defending mm-hmm. them right now, but I just I'm just I know they've been pitching better as of late, but that's I think that's going to be a two week thing. You know they need to do that all season. It's going to be really tough for them. How about this? I will root for the Angels to be yes, he's been really good too. I'll root for the Angels to be in a decent spot like 500 when Mike Trout comes back. So then they can make that an Angel storyline like, you know, the Angels are 500, they just got Trout back. So people can get excited about that. It's the okay. the Twins can hit the shit out of the ball. They're second in the league in OPS plus. They just can't pitch. What's up with Dobnak, dude? Mm. I mean, he doesn't have great stuff. He has to have like elite command to be good, and he'd done that before. They gave him a deal. He looked know, like he didn't want a, to be out there. When you're going up against that lineup and you don't have elite stuff and your command isn't there, it, you, he probably didn't want to be out there. Right. Some big boys in that lineup smashing the shit out of the ball. You're in for a bad time. Get that money, Dobnak. There's a series that doesn't deserve much talking, Detroit, Tigers versus Mariners, but... Jake Fraley, with yeah. one of the cooler plays, robs the walk-off home run and turns it into a double play. And he's also been crushing it um, with the bat in his last, like, 
stint. Yeah. Uh, in his last five games, he's got, like, his numbers are crazy. It's a very small sample size, but a good week for Jake Fraley. He's a Jake. Uh, so many huge Jakes. catch. And when the camera pans to him after he makes the play, you haven't seen an outfielder with that kind of intense of a look since Jason Worth. I, I, like I, I edited the breakdown, but I haven't recorded it. Maybe I'm too late now. But it's really funny because they, they pan to Fraley, and he's just intense, like, did I just like what? I just yeah. did that. I just did that. And then the runner is looking back, and I'm like, "Did you just do that?" And then they cut to the pitcher, and he's looking, and he literally says, "Did you just do that?" I just did that. <laughs> yeah, you just did that. Yeah. So it's a really funny little like three clip montage. Mm. Maybe if I get time, I'll do it. Shout out to Jake Fraley. And then the Twins, man, in that final game, Yankees going for the sweep, broomsticks out, or all this Chapman on the mound. Holy. Trev's hitting coach Donaldson, who was making other news this week, and then Nelly Cruz. How's how's your dinger fest? Uh, they walk it it's off. Quick. They were excited. It was quick. It's it's how one many of, pitches was that? One it of the like, quicker turns in baseball. I think he threw nine pitches. Fuck! Are you serious? It was nine pitches. <laughs> I believe so. I'll double check. So he, he gave four up four runs. Hit homer. Pinch hit. Hit homer. See ya. And Goodbye. now the twins are like, we can do it. Yeah. We can do it. We Looking got for the spark. Baby. Yeah, too bad the Astros come into play here this weekend. Got to beat the best to be the best. Oh, You guys want to talk about Colin got? Donaldson here? Or are we, is that coming up later? I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Yes, Serious question. queen. Do you think these guys, even all this shit coming out, do you think these guys have, like, stopped using stuff? No. I know the spin rate for Donald for Cole has been down a little bit. Do you think he's completely clean now? No. I think he used it last game. I think it was back up to very close to his normal. Insignificant difference. I'm, I'm wondering that because people are going to be checking the spin rates, like you're saying, Jim, every two seconds. There, there's still no way. They're not enforcing it yet. So, like, there's why would they stop? Still no line in the sand. I do think MLB sent out a secret memo to all the teams. Like, you know, we've given the umpires to – the go on this and if you get caught this is such a hot story right now you're going to be the face of it like if you're the guy called out if you're Cole or Bauer and the ump comes get you that's going to be a terrible time for you I do believe in Lindsay Adler of The Athletic had a good piece uh, on it that I I think it is the ML MLB trying to divide the players a little bit like I, I, it's, it sounds diabolical it sounds sick but this topic has been around so much. By the way, the offenses are starting to click a little bit. It's not dividing the players, though. That's the thing. It's not dividing the players. That's what? Everybody wants it out. Everybody wants it out. Yeah, but no, 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 no. Pitchers don't want it out that are using it. There was questions about that, like, <laughs> I am fine with what Josh Donaldson said. I've been on record the whole time. I like I, I wish he would have initially said more pitchers and right. not just Cole, but at the time, Cole was the only pitcher whose RPM was down. And his, the next day, he was like, well, Cole was the only example, uh, but Bowers is down, and uh, he named a bunch of other pitchers. Like, they're all down. Cole was just the only example at the time. But uh, they asked Cole, like, should this not be a player versus player thing? And I don't think it should. Like, this shouldn't turn in to hitters versus pitchers, which I don't know, Trev. That's kind of you don't like pitchers, but – this is a league issue. They went around and they told everyone it's okay. We have manager and a player on record 
that they got freedom to use it this year. Or, you know, carte blanche, like, we're not going to get you in trouble. Now the league halfway through is realizing what happened because they did that. People are being as obvious as ever. The dead end ball plus the spin rate. And now you have hitters that are like, what the fuck? This is crazy. And now it's turning into a, a somewhat of a pitcher versus hitter thing, which it shouldn't. It should be a league thing. Like, I like Trout's comments on it. I agree with Trout. Trout said, I agree with Trevor Bauer. We need an even playing field. And, like, Judge said the same thing. Like, there's a rule here. You need to enforce it or redefine it. Like, the players should go at the league, not each other on this. Because that's what it is. There was, yeah, there was probably a memo sent out to all the guys from the Player Association saying, like, hey, like, let's keep this. Let's say the league is the problem. And the, the thing is, Jim, when's the last time the league has policed itself? It never does. Like, the players always have to do the damn policing. That's just been – that's always happens. The league is so far behind, and maybe they do want the little rifts between players. But what I'm hearing, you know, from the guys that I'm talking to, everyone just, like you're saying, wants a level playing field. And I don't think it's – I don't think there's a divide like the media is making it out to be. I think everybody's on the same page. It's just that freaking players got to police the game because the – because MLB will not do it. Well, let's CBA up right now and, and do the Alonzo thing right now. Because, Trev, I know you talked to Chris Rose on your guys' daily show about a little bit. And Pete Alonzo came in firing off the hips, baby. Uh, that was pretty wild. Uh, Trev, I, I don't know. Do you want to walk the people through it? Because you, you had some strong thoughts on it. And this juicy conversation is brought to you by Fundrise. Mm. This is a big one. Fundrise mm-hmm. will help you for sure. In 2021, a truly diversified portfolio, Trev, needs more than the traditional mix of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. It needs private real estate. Studies have shown that portfolios with an allocation to private real estate generally delivered a better risk-adjusted return with more annual income and lower volatility over the past two decades thanks to its track record of consistent performance through multiple market cycles. With Fundrise, this level of powerful diversification is now available to you. If you have... Um, so see for yourself how 150,000 investors have built a better portfolio with private real estate. It takes just a few minutes to get started. Go to fundrise.com slash baseball today. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash baseball. Fundrise.com slash baseball. Get your portfolio in line. Earn some money for yourself, I guess. Sounds awesome. All right. Pete Alonzo, conspiracy theorist that he said, conspiracy theory that he said is a fact. I'll let you go first, Trev, because you're the closest to the union and the players and all of this. I obviously have a lot of thoughts myself. Yeah, I mean, look, started off, Rawlings has been making the balls for Major League Baseball for a long time. In 2018, MLB stepped in, bought a controlling share or all of Rawlings for $395 million. Now, they said it was to get better. They even said, like, this is for us to get better control over the manufacturing of the ball. So, like, I like what Pete is saying. It's it's pretty funny, and it does line up. But I do think they really did want to just get control of the ball to make sure it was uniform, but they've really fucked that up. They've changed manufacturing plants and the way they've done it, so, like, the ball has been different. 
And yeah, juiced ball. That was a lot of pitchers coming on the free agent market. D juice ball. A lot of position players coming on the free agent market. So I don't know if I don't, in my opinion, I don't think that they are doing this on purpose, but the fact that they fucking could is the scary part. They are controlling that ball and they don't exactly have the best track record of being honest and open about things. Am I right? Before Jimbo rips, Trev, had you heard anything from any players about anything along these lines before the Alonzo quote? Not necessarily like lining up and saying this is them doing it on purpose. Obviously, people talk about the balls all sure, the time. You know, there was pitchers. Well, no, the players too. Like there was one time uh, when the blisters were going around starting pitchers, like the, the MLB fucked the balls up. But then, yeah, juice balls. We've been talking about the balls a long time. The players have been talking about the differences in balls a long time. But I have I had not heard the theory of MLB doing it on purpose to suppress free agent salaries. That's the first I heard of it. And I don't know if I'm out of the loop or or what. But it 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 lines up and like I said, even the fact that they're they have the ability to do this on a year in and year out basis is a little bit scary. And the fact that we tr- the fact that we don't trust them enough to not fucking do it says a lot. I guess someone just asked like what are we talking about and we didn't Say that at the start. Alonzo said he has no problem with the sticky substance. He has a problem with MLB changing the balls based on the free agent class. They asked him, you think they change, they make it juiced or dejuiced based on if there's going to be more pitchers hitting the market or hitters hitting the market? And he responded, it's a fact that they do that. Alonzo's too old to be sounding like an 18-year-old conspiracy theorist who just found out about communism for the first time. Like, he's just too old to be talking like that into a microphone. And I think the league hates him. And I would guess the MLBPA is pretty pissed at him as well. Because if it's a fact, then you have to file a grievance. Or you don't file a grievance because it's not a fact. So, like, you just, you know, he kind of threw out the literally in in the fake literally sense. Like, you just can't say that into a microphone because the shitstorm that you've caused, like even the fact that this is out there, the league is going to be pissed, and the MLBPA looks terrible. Because if this is a fact, well, what are you doing? You're not doing anything about it. You have proof, and your players are proof. If it's save it for the negotiating table, exactly. You shouldn't have said anything. Um, put put those feelers out there. And yeah, it's just stupid, man. It's just really stupid that Pete said that. Even if it was true, you just like leave that to the negotiating and the PA. I um. There's no way they're doing that on purpose. They're just incompetent with the balls. There's been scientists that have done it, uh, tons of studies. The fact that they can change the ball, and it, like you said, Trev, the fact that this can happen since they own Rawlings is a problem. All the pitchers in the juice ball era broke records for contracts they got. And all the hitters in the other years got really good deals too. So, like, the free agent class signings don't line up money-wise, free agent-wise. Yeah, I just think that's – if that was true – then you just had like you know uh, a low level employee like out it as a fact, and you're like, dude, we've been saving up this info forever. So I, I just think it's, I think if that's true, well, it was a terrible look, uh, and it comes off almost like little kiddish. Well, that's a fact. You can't say that. Yeah, it's not. A fact. I also wish he wouldn't have said, "I don't care about the sticky stuff." There's yeah. been a few guys yeah. that have said that, and it's like, no, dude, you need to care. About I thought that. everything he said went against. 
what he should have been supporting. Like, yeah. I think the MLBPA has to be pretty upset with that whole interview. It wasn't great. Let it rip, Pete. Gave us some good fodder. Gave the internet some good fodder. Yeah. No, the the sticky stuff, I think, is the bad part. Like, don't just fly bat past that, Pistol Pete. And I love it, you know? We're talking conspiracy theories. Pete drank some Kool-Aid. I don't know who gave it to him. So you want to return his arbitration money? And I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid. rookie home run guy. king? No. He wants more money, babe. Now he's hitting these these impossible home run balls. Feed the baby. I will say this. Look, it's a $10 billion industry. Any other $10 billion industry out there got a little bit of corruption in it. People I'm not denying to, that. And I, you know I, I mean? agree that the fact they own the ball company is scary. And if this is it true, is. then it should be in a grievance where lawyers and smart people are like, Really handling it well. Maybe they are, and we don't know. Maybe it'd be it would take down baseball. Why is Rob Manfred the worst? Why can't he? Where is his statement? Why isn't he coming out and saying, "Here's a press conference about the balls, about sticky shit"? They don't do any of that. It's so fucking stupid. If that's true, it takes down baseball. Nothing takes down baseball, babe. They, that's Jim. They. There is a past. I mean, just go Google MLB collusion. I know that stuff, but there like, is a past. Like this shit does happen. I know, but it's I'm not saying it's this for any casual fan happen, or like but. not diehard like us. That's like, why would you? Why would you get put any effort into liking or starting to like that sport? Yes, and Baseball Jill in the, in the chat just great. said MLB could easily avoid this by being transparent about the ball changes. Yes, I think that is all we need to know. If if you're going through manufacturing issues with the ball, just be transparent about it. Say, hey, look, we're switched, we switched manufacturers. We're making it differently, blah, blah, blah. Just give us something. Dude, people are so annoying. Someone in chat is now making this into me hating the Mets thing. Mm. As fucking zero to do with the Mets. What are you talking about? And I don't hate the Mets. Don't hate the Mets. I don't hate the Mets. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, anyone it, could have said this. It's just so insane. Uh, Trev, you, you mentioned the $10 billion that you and Rosie were throwing around. I, I do think when corporations get to a certain size, you just lose you lose something. And it's, you know, I think the NBA for a while, and I'll have to double check this, you know, they had their, like, agreed basketballs. And, like, the home players, the home team, used to go over to the basketball rack and, like, pick three balls and be like, we're using these today. Football like, does that. They give like they, why can't like baseball should have a system like that so the players like the ball they're using. Well, Verlander gets to, but there's just too many. I think there's just too many balls. Each team too has a each, the same ball. Each team has a mud guy, right, Trev? That, oh yeah. Don't get me started on the rubbing up the oh, balls thing. Yeah. That needs to be uniform. They should be they should come pre rubbed. How freaking hard is that? Mm. Like you're literally I mean, it, it, it's a lot of work to do it, too. So you're making some, you know, clubhouse guy do it. It's, I think that they, the umpires approve the balls, but the clubhouse guys are the ones rubbing them up. Yeah, and then the umps approve it. Yeah. And one could be, you know, very brown, and one could be very not brown. Like a little tan. And just, you're a hitter. You got to pick it up. No matter what, doesn't make any sense. There should be a color coded chart. It's got to match this, blah, blah, blah. Or just come pre rubbed. The ball should be pretty uniform. Yeah. Someone, was it you, Trev, that said even the, or was it someone else? 
I think it might have been you with Rose. Like the fact that MLB came out and said we're going to dead in the balls, and we as fans didn't really blink an eye, is yeah. is also very scary. Dead in the balls to make something happen. Like just how about we just have the balls and let the fucking players play the game. Like that's probably what we should do. Use the same ball. It's funny because when we talked with uh, Dr. Meredith Wills, she said she her conclusion from and she does tons and tons and tons of research on yes. this. Her conclusion was that. MLB did not juice the balls on purpose. They're just incompetent, but they'd rather admit to juicing the balls on purpose than admit to being incompetent. And then in the in the 19 postseason, they ran out of balls, so there was eight balls from um, 18 and balls from 19, so that's why you had varying different drag and, um, and speed or exit velo and drag on a different baseballs. Yeah, we saw the guys in the World Series reacting like, yeah. Oh, I hit a homer, and Just then it didn't. Will Smith could have changed weird. baseball yeah. history. Yeah. Wild. Okay. Can we talk about the White Sox Rays? At, yeah, we, White Sox uh, we're a little all? behind the eight ball. But I guess, do we sneak in all the ads already? No. We got one more? All right. Um, Carlos Rodan's awesome. And it's a big Rodan. interleague. Want to do interleague? The Rodan thing is wild. I mean, go check. If you're a baseball nerd, go check out his mile per hour chart year in, year out. It's, uh, you know, I saw all the all the, all the the analytics crew was tweeting out, like, you know, I thought we couldn't coach this. <laughs> I thought this was the uncoachable thing. And now, uh, man, his numbers are insane. And Lance Lynn dropping it, as always. Yes, Monty Grandal's numbers continue to be weird. Uh, a weird video game outlier of the sport. Yeah. BBD robot me. Mm. And here we go. Interleague play. There was a lot of them, Jake. Well, boys, I have an official announcement to make before this interleague. I dislike the two-game interleague sets. Oh, we got a bunch of them. Marlins at the Red Sox. They were actually wrapping up on Monday. Uh, this was a makeup game. Sox won. Uh, and they sweep the Marlins. Uh, Nick Pavetta doing it. Uh, how about Arroyo doing good things for the Sox this year? Indians went to St. Louis and they split. Indians won game one, 10-1. Bieber, how about it? Tyler O'Neill, my thick daddy. How's your two-homer day? They win the second game 8-2. Uh, Wayno was on the bump for that. DeYoung supposed to be coming back Friday. That's today, folks. D-backs at Athletics. Oh, my snakes. Sorry, fellas. They lose 5-2-4-0. Fire the hitting coaches. Sad times. I did put my hat in the ring to try to help out. Jed Lowry still kind of doing it. And Chris Bassett and Manaya with good starts for Jokeland. Mets at Orioles. They split another blowout interleague split because I don't think teams care about these at all. 10-3 Orioles, 14-1 Mets. Our guy, Taiwan Walker, continues to have an incredible season. Love that for him. McKinney and Pilar, two yackers each in game two. How's your outfield? Nats at Rays, and they split. 3-1 Glass now shoves versus Lester. And then the Nats win the second one. 11 innings. Hello. 9-7 Corbin versus McClanahan. Good Irish boy. A couple fun home runs in that one. Mr. Nat Ryan Zimmerman doing it. Giants at Rangers. And they also split. 9-4. 4-3. Four, four 
Our guy Gibby was out there, so the Rangers had to win that game by the end of it. Little walk-off single for Brock Holt. Wow, everyone loves some Brock Holt. Uh, and Brandon Crawford might hear some about him later. Two homers in game one. And that's the interleague matchups. I'm in full agreement with you. Yeah. The two game sets and you split it, almost not worth discussing. Okay. Move on to a real series where damage can be done. I think each team, when they go into a two game interleague set, they mentally shake hands before the series and say, you get one, we get one, and we just don't talk about this ever again. Unless you're the D-backs. So I, I think baseball needs to address that. Well, again, D-backs are the smartest front office in baseball, so they're going for picks at this point. Yeah. So that was a good pump by them. Yeah, good call. NOS is tough. Trev, you got anything on any of this stuff? I'm counting right now. Sorry, math pod. He's counting. He's counting. counting. <laughs> I've already moved on a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. The, I think the Nationals race series is pretty cool. Do you see like the Juan Soto? He like really like humped the air against Tyler Glass now. <laughs> that was a fun matchup to watch right there. Like that a lot. I like Glass now. Yeah. Don't yeah. talk about Tyler O'Neill too much because there mm-hmm. might be some. Good, good for the A's for sweeping. And then everything else, yeah, I don't really care. It's a split. I hate I hate the interleague two gamers. They uh where Yankees got one coming up. You know, I am a I'm a fan of one day that the teams play every team each year for a little home yes. and home because I think that's a good way to get stars in front of fans because you watch your team. So if I can get my stars in front of you and you say, Oh yeah, I saw Mookie Betts, uh, and I like him. But uh yeah, no, I mean this this kind of does nothing for me except good for the A's. They're rolling right now, and good for the Diamondbacks. We're getting that that one pick. Hell yeah! Oh my gosh, stop it with that. What they fired their run? No, they fired their hitting coaches and promoted the run creation. They coach. hired their AAA hitting coach and their AAA run production. Coordinator, coordinator, I believe. Production coordinator. What a freaking title that is. Are you kidding me? I'm ready for that. I mean, come come on with Trev, they also have I'm a run prevention coach. coordinator. Yeah. So on talking Yanks last right, night. So a defensive coach? We wrote a really good No, it's run coach. prevention. We wrote a really good skit when the run prevention coordinator for the Diamondbacks and the run production coordinator for the Diamondbacks walked past each other in the hallway. Do you want us to act it out for you? Please. Okay, so Jake Top will- seven. Uh, you know, two outs, runners on second. You got your two-hole hitter up, uh, starting pitcher. He's on his 85th pitch. You know, you pitching around him. He's sure. th- throwing up the fours. What do they got up in the pen? Is the pen rested? Yeah. They just go through scenarios oh nonstop. They play oh baseball God. chess. Yeah. yeah, baseball chess. Yeah. Mental <sighs> baseball chess. First and third, one out. How you play in the infield? 2017 Corey Seager is up. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It's literally a hitting coach and a defensive coach, and there we go, guys. I, I can't stand it's that. It's a run prevention coordinator. Have some respect for the title, Trev. Jake, Jake Snakes. Yes. I had a question about them. Tori Lavello came out and said, "I fired them," mm-hmm. and the GM said, "Yeah, Tori fired them." What's up with that? What? We're just falling on swords. You didn't see that? What? Tori Lovello came out and said, I was the one who fired them. And the GM was like, yeah, Tori Lovello, that was his call. He fired them. What? 
Yeah. What's up? We're falling on swords. It's that time of year. What? Strange. That usually never happens. They told Tori, if you fall on this sword, we'll let you run out the season and we'll reevaluate at the end of the year. Who's, like who's the D backs GM? I think it's George. George? <laughs> you better know. <laughs> if you want that job, Jake, you better find out. Hazen. Hazen, tighten up your shit. Barely and know her. like get some accountability? What the fuck is that? Yeah, it's it's I, I'm I'm curious, like why that's a fucking awful look if you're the GM. Or anyone above head, the manager. What are you doing? Do they think that's a better look? Are they just it trying to go like- Lavello into like him being next? But it's so obvious. Hey, what the fuck? If you're the head of hiring and firing, then you're the fucking head of hiring and firing. I think it's Tory looking to to save his job. That's what it looks like. I know. They, I agree, I agree with Jake's assessment. But I'm yeah. in agreement with that. That's a horrible look for the GM. You have lieutenants firing sergeants or whatever the hell the order is. Yeah, it's not a perfect equation because, I mean, if you're, you know, a head of a company and your chief marketing person fires a marketing person that works for them, you say, okay. Well, but this is taking blame. This, that's, is, this is a lot of proud people and passing blame to whoever. That sucks for Lavello. Yeah. He'll tell us the real story after the season. I guess that's what's more upset, like weird about it. It's like, well, that's a lie. Yeah. So you just all agreed to tell the public this lie? Maybe it was. Maybe Tori was like, look, I better do something. He went to the GM and was like, let's fire these guys. But even then, he asked permission. (laughs) It's not like he went to the GM and was like, hey, man, just to let you know, I just fired the hitting coaches. And the GM's like, oh, okay, (laughs) wow, Tori, you did that? Like, what are we doing here? And these all right. are all ball players too. That's the thing. It's like that's yeah. like code, man. Yeah, it's just not how that would work. So that's weird. All right, uh, want to move on to uh, second half of the show? Good job, A's. Good job by the A's. The standings as of now: Rays are in first, White Sox are in first, A's are in first, Mets, Cubs, and Brewers are tied for first, and Giants are still in first place. Good job by everyone, and. Second half of the show is brought to you by Dugout Mugs. They got MLB Mugs. They got every every single MLB team. It is the perfect Father's Day graduation Little League coach uh, present to get them. They got the knob shots, which Trev is holding up. They got the wind-ups. They got a ton of stuff. Go check them out. They give great discounts to our listeners, 35% off with code JOMBOY. So go check them out and get a mug. Yeah. They're good stuff. Baseball bat mugs. That was in Dino. Father's Day uh, a week and a couple days away. Shout out Zendino. Zendino. All right, guys. My uh, standout performance. Standout performance. Is a guy that's gotten a standout performance from me already or from us already, but I can't stop doing it. Mm. Uh, Eight innings pitched, zero walks, 12 strikeouts. Mm. For Zach Wheeler against a division opponent, uh, against the Braves, only allowed four hits, and he's having himself just a hell of a year. I mean, that's a, it's a hell of a line. He battled Ion Anderson, who also 
only allowed four hits, but only went seven innings uh, and did walk one person. But, I mean, 12 strikeouts, zero walks. I kind of wish I was tuning in for this whole start to see, like, each at-bat from start to finish because he must have been on one. I don't even mm. know. Like, And he had back-to-back games where he allowed earned runs, uh, three earned runs to the Rays and then two earned runs to the Nats. So I think he was like, I got to right the ship here, even though it wasn't even that bad. Zach Wheeler's playing some good pitcher. Talked about it in the yep. midweek. Talked about it in the midweek app. All all the analytics support him. They, he was one of the player that was most in line with his statistics, and he's number two in WAR this year. I'm sure wherever you get your WAR, that might jumble a little bit. But Brandon Woodruff, Zach Wheeler, so wheels up in Philly, babe. Yeah, yeah. When they saw when they signed him, people were saying, "Oh, they took the bait there." There, you know, Zach Wheeler's not going to give them what they wanted. He's been excellent. For Philadelphia, so I love I love when that shit happens. Proving everybody wrong, baby. Every day of Jake's life. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a great compliment. Am I up next. I yeah, you're up next. Okay, my standout performance is my short king, not five eleven, probably more like five nine. Tyler O'Neill, three for four, two homers, three RBIs. The guy does it all. I always forget that he won a gold glove, and he's been showing that off. He's been really good in the outfield. He's had a hit in 15 of his last 16 games, guys. Mm. What, say that again? Some good John Boy say stuff that again? right there. That's the stuff he 15 likes. 15 hits out of his last 16 – or 15 games out of his last 16, he's had a hit, raising his batting average to 291. The I do like that. Game. Day in, day out. It's not – it's not three good games in a 10-game stretch to get the numbers up. It's he's every been, day he's, he's been contributing. A dude. Yeah. He's been a guy. Like, he can kind of do it all on the baseball field, and boy, does he look good in a uniform, and I like that about him. And he's Canadian. Got to love those Canucks. Is that what they call them, Canucks? Sometimes. You sure see it? You see his yeah. last 16 games stats? Fuck. Mm. He's good. He's doing it. 383 yeah. batting average, 422 on base, last 16 Game, 64 plate appearances. Hell yeah. His batting average right now is as high as it's ever been. I love looking back like, oh, did he go like two for four on, on the first day of the season? And his batting average is 500. Nope, he went one for four, so it's 250. And it's at 291 now. It's the highest it's been all dang season. Since June 5th. Getting hot. Love it. June Big 5th. prospect. Looks like it's panning out. I love that. Doesn't always click instantly for guys, Trev. Look at me. Proving them wrong every single day. Yeah. Almost, he's almost 26. He's got a lot of time left to develop into like a baller, baller, a guy, guy. Me and Tyler both fire hydrants with arms, is what people are saying. Still making the league minimum this year. Weird sport. It's a great one, Trev. It's it is a great good. one. Jake, who's your standout performance? I'm going with the king. I'm I'm going with the daddy king. Kind of an yeah. underrated daddy king. Uh. I'm going with Crawdaddy, Brandon Crawford, your shortstop for your San Francisco Giants. He has a two-homer day. He also becomes the San Francisco Giant with the most games played at shortstop. I mean, this guy. Really? Yes. In the history of San Francisco? Yes. Okay. Okay, not. Uh, How's your casual 2.4 war this year, age 34 season? Uh, and man, this guy 
you know, I, I just Googled his name to see what would pop up, and there's a couple San Francisco blogs that are like, is Brandon Crawford a Hall of Famer? And I, I think if you run into <laughs> the analytics or the too proud baseball crew, uh, you're going to be in for a bad time there. When we open our Hall of Baseball, Brandon Crawford's in there. 34 years old. He's got 26.6 career war, three-time gold glove, two-time all-star, two-time world series. He's got a silver slugger in the bat. And by the way, right now he's having his best year. 262 batting average, 912 OPS. This is from a slick hit, slick fielding shortstop. He's a big part of the Giants' success this year. Longo goes down. Other guys have been hurt. Crawdaddy is out there, babe. Um, and it's a contract year for him, so he might even get a little more paid paid as he winds down. Already got $80 million in the bank. Mm. Why don't we get a little more of a payday? Brandon Crawford, my dude. Love it. James, don't look at his page. He's led the league in one category in his career. It's in 2016. I need you to guess what category. Offensive. Offensive. I asked you for a reason. Oh. Sack bunts. Triples, baby. I was going to say triples, no. then you said you asked me. I was going to say triples, you said you asked me for a reason. Jimmy. You love triples. I, I was thinking like Jimmy. what I got asked to do as a baseball Trust player. Trust your heart. Oh, you love triples. Trust 11 in 2016 led the league. He's so, got two uh, 10 triple seasons. BBD, I'm going to send you what I have on the big screen here. And I don't think that... These two look alike, but I think they're clearly it's the same style on two different faces. If you went clean cut, these guys wouldn't look alike at all, but they have the same exact facial hair going, which and hair and hair. hair. I'm going to send it. BBD is going to put it on the screen because one of these guys you say is hot, Trev. I just slacked it to you, BBD. And um, does Crawford count as like daddy hot, Trev? I mean, 34, he's got a good amount of money in the bank. It's the same like hair and beard but on different faces yeah okay so it's a good you know like you see someone else wearing a style and you're like would that look good on me it's kind of like Liev shriver and myself but if we had the same hair isn't it just live is it that's live tyler oh yeah leave shriver leave yeah bbd's trying it's um your dude mccullers and crawford i think they're both good looking guys they're like kind of have that like dirty Bad boy, like yes. probably has a motorcycle, like yep, not like you're the nailing best, it. not like the best guy to bring home to mom, like mm. yeah, only wears white shirts and jeans. Crawford a, could be you know, like, like a little bit more of the there. haggard older brother vibe. Oh, he's got bad. I've seen his he, style. He could play the yeah. bad style. He could he could well, play he's the from, uh, he's from the bay, the older brother in the movie that like had it all and then it fell apart. The Bay kind of prides itself on being different style-wise. Yeah. You know, he has uh, two seasons with the double digits, doubles, triples, homers. I really like that. I wonder how often that happens. And I'd, I'd love to see, you know, we did this with Brandon Belt. Uh, one episode was seeing if he played. There, It's on the screen now. If Brandon Belt had played his yeah. whole career at Yankee Stadium, how many extra homers would he have? And it was like two extra a season, which... I think it was like three or five extra a season. It's nothing to scoff at. I, I mean, Brandon Crawford, another lefty with some pull to him. I, I You wonder what the stats look like. I mean, I, I think the war numbers disagree a little bit. Uh, I would love to do, uh, when it's all said and done, Brandon Crawford versus Andrelton Simmons. 
Because I, I think War, because of young Simba's special ability on defense, he's racked up more points there. I think you can make an argument. B. Crawford, uh, hell of a career. Like him. Yeah, just say that. Just say he's had a great career. We don't need to compare these guys. Let's right compare now. guys. All right. Who's dating whose sister? Crawford is dating. No, someone's Garrett dating. Cole Garrett is Cole's married, married Cole's to Crawford's his, sister. Married Cole is sister. married to Amy Crawford. Yes. Now Cole. Our friend Ken. That was his fun fact. Every mm. time you ever. What's no, uh, that, that was baby? Do they have connection. kids? That was he, he um, just loves anyway. Kevin wife. Love. He loves Matt Liner. Liner. Um and yeah. Blake Griffin. That's the one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Same baby mama, I think. Okay, guys. Another it's time. time to say goodbye to Trev real quick. What are we looking at? Crawford. Most handsome ugly guy. Just a good line. I like well, that. I think he would clean up nice. I think yeah. Trev's saying the style that both these guys do yeah. is like I'm gonna dirty myself up a little bit. Yeah. Little grunge. Yeah. It's like the wet curly. Hair look. Those guys similar beards. Yeah, those guys go to coffee shops in Seattle with like we grow Jom's hair out a little bit. You're in. You're part of the club. Trim the beard. I don't get like wet or curly. We can do that. Sure, I'll get you wet and curly. Come on now, Trev. See you later. Where am I going? Trump watch. Mm, All right. We had six guys on from last Mm. episode. Uh, So we, it's more than we like. We have five (laughs) potential ads. BBD. Who are the potential additions? The guys, it's a bunch of guys that we don't like to see in this section. Mm. Reese Hoskins. He's 0 for 13 last series. Austin Meadows is 0 for 9. Two walks, seven strikeouts. Eddie Escobar 0 for 7, 3 Ks and a walk. Sean Murphy 0 for 6, an RBI mixed in there, 2 walks. And Dylan Carlson's 0 for 9 with 4 Ks. Man. Okay. Tough. Good news is our dirt, your mean Mercedes. He was on Slump Watch. He went 3 for 8 with a double. Um, he's Gone. off. He also had 2 walks, so I'm very happy for Get him. Get it going. Get hot again, your mean. Your numbers came down a little bit. Get hot. Zanino. He went one for two with three walks. A catcher, so he doesn't play every game, but they also only played two games. He's off. Racket. Rizzo, yes. four for ten. Only guy in that series to get four hits, two doubles, four RBIs, a hit by pitch, which is what the, he does. So he's yeah. off. Wow. Yep. We did great, dude. Yep. Yep. Uh, freight train, Peralta. They only played two games, right? He went one for three with a walk. So yeah. I'm still taking him off. Yeah. Whatever. That's He's hot. Thinking about it. All right, so let's pause there. We're definitely C. Dick's gone. Corey he had a great series. Yeah, three for eleven. Okay, two Both walks, hits, extra base hits, a triple right. double. He's gone. Reese Hoskins an ad. Right, yeah. We like our boy Automatic. Reese. So look what we're doing for people. Automatic. They yeah. find out that they're on slump watch. They're like, shit. I better not have another bad series because then I'll be slumping. You're gonna be off. They're watching. Uh, I'm gonna put our dude Meds on there. Yep. Because I like Austin Meadows yeah. and uh, He's hey, having a great year. Yeah. Hey Meadows, Alley's always open. Yeah. Get ready. All the Yankee killers you want the funk? are getting invited to the alley. You want the funk? Uh, you want to do uh, Eduardo Escobar? Yeah, I mean, Eduardo Escobar, this I think would be his third time on uh, Slump Watch. And I think every time it's been shame to flame. Okay. So I think we found out, and this is part of why we did this as a segment, is like, I think Eduardo Escobar is one of the streakier players in baseball. Okay. Um, and could be a potential trade deadline guy. So I'm interested in that. I think and, he's one of the guys that, like, when he hits it, he hits it. And mm. that's why I want to keep Schwarber on. I'm with you on He that. went one for six or two walks, but because he's a trade deadline option for some people, 
as the Nats continue to lose, I'd like to track them for one more time, and if you're cool with it. I'm fine with that, and that, that leaves Sean Murphy and Dylan Carlson. I, I want to leave Murph. It's an 0 for 6. I mean, we've all been there. He's got a couple walks, too. Dylan Carlson, 0 for 9, 4Ks, while his outfield mate, Tyler O'Neill, is figuring it out. And those were their two young stud outfielders coming into this season. We thought Carlson would be the switch hitter in the middle of the lineup, and Tyler O'Neill. Is Carlson having a bad season? Because um, I'm more, I think check. Carlson fits slump more than this because there's more on the line. And he went 0 for 9 with no walks. You know, Sean Murphy did have two walks. Yeah, that's where, I mean, Sean Murphy doesn't deserve to be on this list. Um, oh, so you want Carlson on slump watch? Yes. Oh, we fully agree then. Oh, all I, right. I heard you as like, you wanted Murphy and not Carlson. I don't know no. why. So, yeah, Carlson it is. Yep. Bam. Bang biscuit. Hoskins, Meadows, Eddie Escobar, Schwarbo, and Dylan Carlson. Meet Trev. Good shit. Meet him. Good shit. Trev, welcome back. Sorry you had to listen to all that, but, you know. Not 100% sure we've got Trev back yet. Mm. Imagine if he, you know, disconnected. Internet's been battling me. Yeah. I oh, just, yeah, I don't have internet. Yeah. It'd be funny if he's gone now because we don't have internet. Mm. Did he text us? That'd be how it works. He's trying to join here. He is. Okay. All right. You there, All right. Missed the whole segment? Yes, sir. Is that your dream? Awesome. Do you want to know? Hey, Trev, here's the good news. We had six guys on last week. Five of them worked their way off. So do you see what we're doing for guys? You know, I got to say this. I hate when um, podcasters... Say like podcast rub or podcast luck, so I don't want to start with that. Well, well, we have two uh, motivating. We guys. have two. Sorry. We have two friends of the podcast that are on Slump Watch, Hoskins and Meadows. So yeah. we're hoping that happens, but it's not going to be because we put them on Slump Watch. They're going to be off. Clear, Trev. You're. We can't do this again. Unless Go to the listening. next segment. The next segment is. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Pete Alonzo, five for nine with three Ooh. home runs. Get him, Pete. Max Stassi, seven for 12. That's a 583 BA with two mm. homers and two doubles. Hot. Mm. Starling Marte, a little trade watch bait, maybe. 11 for 17. He popped a homer and a double, a walk and a hit by pitch. Also grabbed himself two bags. So did it with the feet. And the arms. Stanton, 6 for 15 with three homers um, off Dobnak and uh, Hap, which, whew, tough pitches. The pitches he hit. He needs the rest now. Yeah. He's tired. See you on Tuesday. He's pinch hitting this week. That's I got him in there. Uh, Robbie Grossman, 6 mm-hmm. for 13 with two homers and two doubles. Andujar. Third baseman, now left fielder for the Yankees. Runner up in... Uh, Rookie of the year in 2018, hasn't performed since then, is doing it. His last 15 days and stuff are good for Anduhar, so good job. Alex Bregman got shit-talked by that little punk kid, mm. but had himself a hell of a series. Six for 13, home run, two doubles. If we have any little kids listening uh, that want to do that stuff, um, if my opinion matters to you at all, I'd say don't. I thought I felt bad for Bregman in that moment. He's being really nice I to didn't fan. even. He's being really nice happened? to fans. A fan called him over. And, like, asked for a selfie, and Bregman really nicely walked over for a selfie, and then he says, yeah, right, I don't want a selfie with you, cheater. And then, like, go bang another cat. 
trash can. There was a bad word or two in there, I think. Bregman handled it well. He just yeah, kind of smiled. kind of moved on. Chanting from your seat as they play. But I don't know. It just felt like, geez, that's. You're young. It's bound to happen. You're young. It will happen. A lot of people don't care, in my opinion. But if someone did, I'd say, like, leave them alone a little bit, like, on a personal level. You want to chant stuff from the stands. That's fine. But he was being real nice. (laughs) Xander Bogart, 6 for 14 with the homer and a double. Mm. Jazz Chisholm, 7 for 18. Homer, double. And uh, Enrique Hernandez, Kike, went 6 for 14 with three doubles. I mean, everyone was hitting in Boston. Everyone was hitting in Boston. Love that. Yeah. Boom. Stanton was locked in. That was really fun to watch at a certain point. And, you know, I know this is Yankee stuff. Miguel Andujar, kind of cool. Had that awesome 2018 season. uh, Had a couple injuries. Never got full run. Uh, because of these Yankees not hitting, he's gotten run, and it uh it looks really good. He's a he's a fun guy, good guy to like, big smile, has fun, uh, and when he is barreling balls, it's uh it's like a pretty it's a pretty baseball image. So, little Yankees update there. Bada bing, bada boom. Moving on to a to the what? Uh, say, huh? Oh yeah. I'm gonna keep mine quick because we're running a little longer than usual, and I'm gonna go Dang. first, and I'm gonna give the uh, Happy Tears Award. Ooh. And if this becomes my repeat segment, and I just tell everyone about the happiest tears of the week mm. or weekend, I will do that. I'm fine with it. But I made the breakdown on um, Luke Williams going from you know lighting up AAA to Team USA to his first series against the Braves. His parents are in the crowd. His dad's in the crowd. He hits the walk-off home run, uh, his first home run. His first his bunt single was exciting. The breakdown, I, it takes me like two hours to make it. I got chills and, like, watery eyes the entire time just watching his parents and his parents get interviewed. And, you know, his bunt single, his brother, I didn't really highlight this, his bunt single his brother takes a, his jersey, his hat, and his shirt off immediately and starts whipping around celebrating in that fashion which is, like, fun. The walk-off home run, the brother is almost, like, at a loss for words and not celebrating in the state of, like, um, emotional shock where he's just kind of doing that, like, the <gasps> whole time. I didn't really highlight that because I didn't know how, but uh, th- that was cool to see the difference and then the brother uh, hug on the field. So if you haven't seen the breakdown or, or the highlights or his story, like, go, go check those out. But it is uh, even, man, I think it's the pandemic shit and not having fans forever there's a little there's little kids in the outfield when he hits that home run and they're just going fucking nuts nuts, dude like so many people being overcome with the same joy at the same time gives me chills even though i don't care about the phillies or them beating the braves or like i all i it's a really really fun vibe even that arkansas uh the college world series stuff too but you know i wake up early and I start making those breakdowns. I'm in an emotional state sometimes. So I'm the happy tears goes to Luke Williams. Like that. That's you're, a cool story, man. You're not feeling some goosebumps, some tears. Go get go to your doctor. Yeah. Go to your doctor. I like everyone supporting him too. It wasn't just like his family. It's like all the players that play with him on Team USA, like everyone in the minor leagues that played with him. Like you know he was a well liked guy because they're all just very happy for him. It's cool. Yeah. Harper, Reese, uh, Neris. Neris went, like, chemical lab on his eyes, you know? Like, he touched something, and he had to squeeze the waters right into his eyes. That's, that was the only part where I'm like, man, that guy sucks. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, Trev, you're up next. I'm What's going Tolkien baseball. Okay. Uh, obviously. Mm. Do we have uh, like award? Like, is there Lord of the Rings uh, royalty bum, frame music bum, we can start bum, playing bum, behind bum, this bum, when you do it? Bum, bum, no, bum, don't do Game of Thrones. Stop. Bum, bum, Let me finish, man. Bum, bum, Quack. Bum, bum, Quack. This is Quack. the At First Light on the Fifth Day at Dawn Look Ooh. to the East Award. Oh, that now, is a good scene. Um, yeah. <laughs> Stop. No, 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 no. I'm not. You said it's like the best scene in the movie. You're right. That was genuine. It's a great scene. Yeah. It's a great scene. So, you know, to to go into it a little bit, the, the battle for Helm's Deep seems all but lost. The Urukai have taken the keep, uh, Theoden and Legolas and Gimli and Aragorn are in the back, and they've basically given up. And then they ride out, and they say, you know what? Like, let's give one last stand. And Aragorn the whole time is remembering what Gandalf said. That first slide, on the fifth day at dawn, look to the east. They ride out, they meet the Urukai, they're all riding their horses, and then boom, a bright white light comes from the top of the hill. It's Gandalf riding Shadowfax with the Rohirrim, the riders of Rohan. Riders of Rohan. I don't know nothing, man. Yeah. What the they ride down Urim the hill. Ride. Yeah. They ride down the hill. The Urukai are ready to battle. They have their spears out. Then Gandalf shines the bright light. They can't see. Boom, they go in. They end up uh, taking the battle back. In this scenario, Gandalf would be Trevor's story, and the Riders of Rohan would be his game. He is coming to help somebody out mm. that's in the murky waters of the season. We talked about it a little bit this morning on the Chris Rose IG live show. I named two. We named two teams who he could help out, and these are t- kind of two really fun teams, and I want to see what you guys think. I said the Oakland A's. Now, I know it's on Elvis Andrews at the beginning of the season. He has not gotten it done. But an infield with Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, Trevor Story, and even our guy Jed Lowry is a hell of an infield. And I think Trevor Story puts them over the top there. And they're, they got the Astros there. They're battling for that division. The other one who Chris Rose brought in was the Tampa Bay Rays. Just got rid of Adamas. And we know Wander Franco's there at AAA. Slide him over to second base for the second half of the season. Bring in Trevor Story on a rental piece. You know, they're leading the AL East right now, but we know it's going to be a tough battle there. I think Trevor Story helps both these teams immensely. He helps any team, but I really like to see him go to one of those two teams because it would be a lot of fun. Beautiful. I, I really, there's sometimes where I, I think I go, you know, there's that Ted Lasso scene where someone says a sentence to him. Uh, when he first gets to England and he turns to his assistant coach, just like, I went one for five in that sentence. <laughs> and he just doesn't know any of the words. Mm. I, you, it's confusing, man. Uh, but I'm so happy that you do it. The okay. The Rays don't make trades like that. The A's kind of do if the money gets gets lower. I agree, I agree that fun and have fit. expendable prospects. Fun and fit work, but he's still owed decent money uh, for the remainder of the season. So... um. I like the A's, but they've they've done rentals before. Yeah, the, I, Ra- the Rays. I think they're they're too into themselves. It's not that expensive. It's not that expensive, man. What is it? Ten mil? I think it's less than that. I mean, by the time you get to the trade deadline and and you do that kind of stuff, it, it gets mm-hmm. lower. And if the Rockies can eat a little bit, especially if you offer more prospect capital, which they ate a chunk of Arenado, so it's going to be interesting. I um. My heart tells me the story team isn't out there yet. I, I think it's going to have to be injury because 
Uh, I just don't think Oakland has that in the tank this year. Um, and Tampa's never done it, so it's just unprecedented. You know, whatever their formula is, it doesn't say, like, make that nuclear move. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I'm excited. You want to wanna get eyeballs off the stadium story in Oakland, moving the team? You bring in Trevor Story and say, we're fucking going for it. Balls out. I think the owner wants the eyes on that story because he wants them to buy a stadium for him. Um, God, who's where's Trevor going to go? Like go, go to the Angels. Like let's fuck around. Like let's 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 That's just exactly. do it. Yeah, they need more hitting. Yeah, yeah. you be, know what's gonna happen? Be a good Angel. You know what's gonna happen? It's gonna, it's happen. gonna the same thing with uh, Odorizzi. The Angels are gonna have a deal in place for Trevor Story, and they're gonna be really excited about it. And then another team's shortstop is gonna get, get injured, and they're just gonna outbid the Angels at the last second. I like that. I like that. How's Jake? What are you drinking out of? It's a little. Is that your daughter's tea set? It's a nice. Trev, why is I, I don't like these cups, but they're perfect size for the Nespresso machine. Okay. Looks small. These would be perfect for uh, Jake's comically. Can you drink out of that with hands. just your pinky through the finger, the finger hole? I am giving out the Battle of Hornburg Award. Uh, on this episode of Tolkien Baseball, a oh, very man. similar relationship to what me and Trev have. Uh, Gimli, son of Gloin, and Legolas, son of Thranduil, they also have that kind of back and forth, that mutual respect and brotherly love while also taking shots at each other. And Jim, something fun they do, maybe an actual, a couple actual scenes you would like from this movie is when they go into battle. Uh, they have kill competitions, and when they do kill, they count them off as they go. So they'll be like, three, four, and they start firing them off. They kill, like, a big guy, and uh, I think Gimli, was, that should count as, you know, that's only one kill. Not into it. Um, those scenes are really good, Death, and uh, yeah. we, uh, yeah, but it's the orcs. It's the bad guys. So oh, uh, oh. in Hornburg, you know, they do that. We, we see that in a couple other fight scenes. Uh and, you know, there's guys that didn't get a mention in this episode, and they are going back and forth. They are brothers, a righty and a lefty. Don't make Olivia wormy. She is an Egyptian princess. Um, two guys whose names didn't get said this episode, and we do talk about them a lot, but you can't talk about them enough. There's three guys with OPSs that are one dot right now. One is Vladito. The other two mm. come from those Cincinnati Reds. It is Nick Castellano, Castellanos Castellano. and Jesse Winker. And it's not like it's a 1.001. 1.057 for Winker. 1.038 for Castellanos. Man, these guys are having very special years. We talked about it on the all-John Boy team and Ronnie's name. And defense stands out a little more. But what these guys are doing in this season where not a, the story has been guys aren't hitting and pitchers are cheating, holy smokes, they both have 413 on base. Um, the numbers are incredible. And I, I don't know, are there going to be trade rumors with either of those guys? Uh, the Reds would have to fall out a lot. and But, boy, could you cash in on some chips, Poppy? Uh, so, yeah, I, I think those guys are going toe-to-toe all year. I'm interested to see who ends the season with the most kills. You know, Gimli says he gets one more kill than Legolas. There's some rumors in the different Lord of the Rings forums that 
uh, Legolas has more kills, but because they're friends, he lets Gimli walk away. I was going to say, Legolas fact, is a stand-up dude. With the fact that he might like have Trev one more kill. But people have bucked that because lying in Tolkien's world is so frowned upon that if that were allowed, that there's some other quotes going back in, in some of the other stories. And, you know, the books depict Gimli as a much better character. Uh, you know, the movies, sometimes they make Gimli the punchline. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was the perfect award. Yeah. And being a book guy, yeah. you kind of go one way. Can I say the chat cracked me up right before you started because Amy came in and said, are these pre-recorded?" And then Pat just straight up lied to her and said yes. Yeah. And then she said, okay. Yeah. Just a, just a straight, <laughs> just a straight up just lie. Just a straight up lie. And now straight Amy's there season. thinking, oh, they're pre-recorded. Oh. I okay. didn't. Like, Amy didn't know Pat was a liar. Yeah. That's how easy it is. That's, that's Pat the world. flom. I like it. I like the battle. Thank Castellanos, you. Winker. Winker's, his swing is nice. He's moving mm. up in my sweet swings uh, in baseball. We might be with. chatting with him soon. Teaser. You should. And then speaking of that, go everyone who hasn't watched the Castellanos interview with uh, Rose Rotation, go check it out. He's an one of the best players. Award winning. Ever. Yeah, it should win some awards. Do we win any awards? Like, we should be winning awards. I Three want an cool award. Guys award. We should. I'm, I'm going to make an award up and just do it. Yeah. I think you just paying people to give you an award. Yeah, yeah, if awards work like how everything else is, you just you, you pay just pay awards. a publicist to pay someone else to give you an award. If someone wanted to make Tolkien baseball graphics with like me, I don't Jay, think we can use Tolkien Jimmy and BBD yeah. as like Lord of the Rings characters. I wouldn't be mad at that. Well, it would be without the G. Is there usually a G? How's it spelled? No G, right? No, we just have to change. It'll be it Tolkien base baseball. Okay. Yeah, Tolkien, right. and then yeah. we'll all be different characters. Yeah. I'm Aragorn. If you're gonna do that, I'm Aragorn. Let's see. We'll see what happens. Um, who's the best friend of the week? BBD. Best friend of the week is Walker Bueller. Wow. Seven shutty, two Ks. That's fun. Two hits and a walk. Okay. Walker. He also said, screw your sticky stuff allegations. I'm going to go out there and shove. Do you have yeah. Jim as Boromir if we do that shirt? I have Jim as Gandalf. Ooh, okay. I like that. Which He's, is, I'm pretty jealous because Shadowfax is like the dopest thing and you uh, have Shadowfax. One for five there. I don't think you were. He's, you know he's like the, you He's pass. like this big white horse. Which one's and, Gandalf? All you he has to do is whistle. That's Lord of the Rings? Yeah. I would have said forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, yeah. He's There's like doing Lord of the Rings horses. in that scene? Yes. I had I had zero idea. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was him just going crazy in his apartment. I feel like we got a lot of Gimli's in this panel right here. No offense. Guys. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Elevator talk. Elevator talk. It's time for elevator talk. If you get in an elevator and there's a person standing next to you and they're wearing a hat of this team, here's some fodder. Delicious. The St. Louis Cardinals. Wow. Wow, 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 Trev, any update from Jay Flair? I saw he's probably out through the All-Star break is what I saw most recently. I've been checking in randomly with him, seeing how he's feeling. I mean, in the early days of this, he's like, man, it really, it hurts. That's true. Like, you don't realize how much you need that oblique muscle to be intact uh, because every single thing you do, you're going to feel it. So I think he's kind of in the healing stages of it now. 
uh, resting, doing all that. But he'll be back. Like that guy is Mamba mentality, man. That's what he Ooh. does. And um, oh, I have a little tidbit that, that I can. Can I just do a little tidbit? Trevor sure. Rosenthal was DMing me about um, Yachty and Wayno and how they communicate. And he said, you know, Yachty called for a went through all the pitches and Wayno was shaking him off. And then I didn't watch this. I wanted to watch it. He said, then Yachty motioned for him like curve. He's swinging. So Wayno threw it. And then the next pitch, because they had a little bickering there about mm-hmm. all the pitches and Yachty won. He said the next pitch, Yachty just didn't give a sign. And Trevor Rosenthal said, like, that's the scariest thing. Yachty will do that to you a lot. And he'll just say, throw it. And uh, you just don't know if, like, you're supposed to throw what you want or you're supposed to throw – this is my interpretation. You don't know if you're supposed to throw what you want or you don't know if you're supposed to throw what That's you awesome. know Yachty wants. And uh, he was talking to me about that. So you can share that tidbit with the Cardinals guy in the elevator. I love that. That's a deep like cards that. cut. That's what I've been saying for years. Catchers shouldn't be able to flash signs. Pitchers just got to throw it. React, babe. That would suck. Who's yeah. hotter, Harrison Bader or Tyler O'Neill? Okay, and this will be the final thing you can say in the elevator. I'm racing for pictures. Nolan Arenado, by the way, 842 OPS, 136 OPS plus. Uh, Looks like you can hit a little bit outside of course. Mm. Uh, My internet's down. Uh, Harrison Bader isn't doing himself well from my memory of him. He looks like an 80s uh, aerobics workout guy that teaches like old women at a beach club. Harry's almost doing a little too much. I, I think he's naturally a little hotter. That's what I'm thinking. Naturally, yeah. yes, but he's, he's trying to do he's, a little too much. He's getting in on the uh, other stuff. Tommy Edmond racking up war. Whoa! Jigsaw, come on! Come on! What's in the box? box. I What's gotta in the box? know. Stupid fat hobbit. A lot, a lot of Gimli's running around this that, that was just Jake in the shower. Gollum. That was just Jake talking to himself in the shower every Gollum. night. Please, someone caric- caricature me as Aragorn.